Episode 1 of Alcohol-Free Vibes Podcast with Coaching by Annika. Hello and welcome to the Alcohol-Free Vibes Podcast, a high-vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious, or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation, and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations, and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited to introduce myself to you and everything I believe about manifestation and alcohol. If you've just quit the booze, then this is the place to be. This is the place where I can show you that you're not giving up anything at all and that you're actually walking into probably the best time of your life like everything that's going to come from now on is just going to get better and better and better yes there might be some bumps along the way yes there's going to be healing there's going to be learning but I can assure you that you will not regret giving up alcohol um, and that you are welcoming in magic to your life and the yeah the best is yet to come so um, let's get started then with first of all introducing myself. Uh, my name is Annika um, and my coaching company is called Coaching by Annika and I specialise in alcohol-free living and my unique approach to alcohol-free living is that I make a very clear connection between alcohol uh, and the effect it has on our ability to manifest. Now, not that many people talk about this, although if you research any big spiritual leaders, if you research, you know, Sharman Jurek, Gabby Bernstein, Lacey Phillips, if you if you look into their background and, and their lifestyle, I think 99% of the spiritual leaders that I've read books by, when you actually look into it, they don't drink. It's just that it's not the main part of their message. Um, so I know that whenever I've spoken to people about my views on alcohol and manifestation, I've never had a spiritual person disagree with me. They're like, yeah, of course. It's just not their their message. It's my message and I really feel like it is my purpose. It's my dharma. It's why I was put on this planet to have the experiences that I've had so that I can share them with you guys. So, what does alcohol have to do with manifestation? If you follow manifestation rhetoric, then you're probably familiar with the term vibrations. And that is uh, one of the 12 universal laws, the law of vibration, that everything is vibrating matter. Now, no physicist is going to argue with that point. It is true, we are all vibrating matter. Uh, and while we vibrate as humans, we also have an electromagnetic field that surrounds our body. Uh, some people call it an aura, um, but it's basically a, a field of energy, a field of vibrations that we give off. 
And these vibrations kind of change depending on what mood we're in, what energy we're giving out. So I'm sure you've had the experience where somebody's come into the room when you've been feeling a bit low and they've been like what's described as a breath of fresh air or a ray of sunshine in that their very energy has just lifted you up, made you feel amazing and you're like, oh, I just love you, you're such a positive vibe. And similarly, um, you know, we've all had that experience where uh, we've seen somebody who is very, very low vibe and they have sucked our energy and drained us um, and even left us feeling like we've got a headache and just like, oh, I feel awful now because this person's really brought me down. Those are examples of how our vibrations, our energy fields actually affect those around us. Now, anyone who follows manifestation rhetoric will know that our vibrations affect the things that we draw towards us. So if we're constantly in a low vibe state, thinking low vibe vibe thoughts, we're going to continue to manifest those low vibe experiences and we're going to continue to manifest more of what we don't want. But then on the flip side, the more high vibe we feel, the more positive we feel, the more we focus on what we want, the more we're giving out the vibrations of those things and the more we attract them into our lives. So yeah, this is commonly understood in the spiritual field. But not many people talk about the fact that alcohol actually lowers your vibrations. I mean, there is an internet, an Instagram meme that does explain that alcohol um, is I think it says comes from the Arabic um, alcohol which means body eating spirit and it's one of the um, biggest tricks it says something to humanity for um, lowering the quickest way to lower your vibrations um, and anyone who's had a hangover knows that alcohol lowers your vibrations like a hangover is an extreme example of low vibe feeling it makes you feel ill yes but How many of you have sat in the corner, not literally, but felt metaphorically speaking, like they're sitting in the corner rocking with anxiety when they're hungover? You know, it's called beer fear, isn't it? Or hangxiety. Uh, Or you're waking up at three in the morning feeling anxious and worrying about things, feeling guilty for drinking or just feeling really depressed uh, from drinking too much. I know I felt all of these things. So, if we are constantly in that state of hungover, being hungover, we are not high vibe. We are keeping ourselves at an, an artificially low vibe state. And that is just not conducive for manifestation. The other thing that alcohol does is it actually cuts us off from our intuition, um, also known as like your inner voice of wisdom, the universe, your third eye, your gut feeling. Now, we are kind of trained, I would say, in the West to ignore our gut feelings. We do all sorts of things to drown that voice out. We have, we're have we trained and conditioned by society to, um, to numb uncomfortable feelings, whether that be with alcohol, drugs, uh, shopping, food, etc. Insert numbing behaviour here. Um, and when we're doing that, we're just not listening to ourselves. And a lot of this comes from conditioning from the ages of naught to seven, when we were kind of told that our emotions weren't important. You know, we're told to stop being silly and to, you know, calm down when we're having a tantrum. And like, hey, I'm not judging any parents out there and certainly not mine. Um, every parent is doing the best they can. 
But, um, you know, from a psychological perspective, when we're picking apart why uh, reasons why we might be used to numbing our emotions, you know, there are times um, in everyone's life when you've been told for whatever reason that your emotions just need to pipe down and that you need to just fit in a box and carry on with doing what everyone else is doing. Now, when it comes to manifestation, your intuition is your number one tool yeah, you can you can write your manifestation list, you can raise your vibrations, of course, and that's going to make you more magnetic, certainly. But if you want to get something you haven't got yet, you do need to follow your intuition in order to get to that thing. Um, some people call it having downloads from the universe, you know, like an idea just comes to you, like an inner voice of knowing, and you're just like, I'm going to go to that exercise class today, I feel like I'm going to meet somebody, or... I'm just going to sit down now. I'm not going to leave because I feel like this person's an important person for me to speak to or uh, I'm, I'm just going to call this person, etc, etc. And sometimes our inner voice of wisdom is telling us like, not to do something. You know, and you just have a gut feeling like this person's not trustworthy or I need to, I, I, I really shouldn't go to that event. I don't know why, but I just have a bad feeling about it. That, that voice of intuition is just so clever and so powerful. Um, it's, it's the universe speaking to you through your subconscious mind. And if we're drinking alcohol all the time, we are drowning that voice out. We are um, not listening to ourselves when we come home from work, having had a horrible day and just go, oh, I'm just going to drink wine now because I feel awful. That is numbing out. If you're feeling awful, you need to sit with those feelings and kind of listen to what those feelings are telling you. Like, what are they telling you about what you need to do differently tomorrow? Sometimes they're really small things. Sometimes they're really big things. Sometimes we're ignoring ourselves and our authentic identity so much that every part of our life is out of alignment and we're just numbing with, with alcohol to, to kind of survive and to get through. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, that's me then don't stop listening now because I know it's so, so scary if you realise that pretty much everything in your life is out of alignment and nobody would want you to change all of that overnight. And that's reason, the reason why when we, when we put big manifestations on our manifestation list, they don't all come through at the same time because we can't, our nervous system can't cope with that. Um, so just trust the universe will never give you more than you can handle. And if you realise that, um, you know, big parts of your life are out of alignment, that's okay. You don't need to freak out that you need to change it all at once, but you can get curious about following your intuition step by step in ways that you can handle and slowly but surely raising your vibrations more and more every day and that's what we do when we go on a sober journey we we make space for ourselves and for our intuition to come back in and to start ruling the show and to start getting more of what we want to stop numbing to stop sucking it up to stop anesthetizing ourselves from lives that are just not for us that are, that are mediocre and that just don't do it for us like you give yourself permission to start that journey and it is so so magical on the note of the journey that you go on when you stop drinking um the other thing um that alcohol stops us from being able to do and i kind of touched on this just now when i was talking about numbing behaviors um, is that alcohol stops us from healing triggers. 
So again, I was saying before about um, uncomfortable feelings uh, and how we've trained ourselves, we've been conditioned to to numb them. Um, and actually those uncomfortable feelings are a part of our inner guidance system. There are triggers and they're helpful, helpful little mirrors from the universe just showing us what we need to heal next. Now, if we keep numbing them, they just get worse and worse. It's a bit like if you have, um, if you have a, like a really bad knot in your back and, and you just keep going to the gym or, or and doing the same thing and making that knot worse and worse or sleeping with the same pillow that's a bit too high and that, and that knot just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, and when we stop drinking, instead of just numbing and ignoring them, we actually go, oh, that's really helpful. I've just found a knot. Let me have a look at that and let me see what I can do to get rid of that knot. Um, and every time you get rid of a knot, you feel better, you raise your vibrations and you up level. It's kind of like if you imagine life is like a computer game. It's like every time you heal a trigger, you've kind of gone up a level. And um, what's that got to do with manifesting though, you may ask? Well, you can only manifest things that are equal to your self-worth. So if you don't think you're worthy of love, if you don't think that you're attractive in any way and that you don't see why anybody would want to date you, then you're going to have a hard time manifesting um, an amazing partner while your self-worth is that low vibe. Every time you heal a trigger, you up-level your self-worth. And the more you up-level self, your self-worth, the more you're up-leveling the kinds of things that you're manifesting. I mean, we're manifesting all the time, right? We are all manifesting all the time. Um, the the difference is, the question is, are you manifesting what you want or are you manifesting what you don't want? Uh, and this does all come down to your self-worth, what you think you deserve. Um, and healing triggers is so important if you want to increase that. And you do need to stop numbing in order to do that. The other reason that when we let go of alcohol, we become really powerful manifestors, is one of the other universal laws, which is the law of vacuum. Now, the law of vacuum basically states that when you let go of things, you create a vacuum from which you suck in new things. So you basically create space. So you can't manifest awesome stuff if you've got loads of space taken up in your life of toxic things that are making you unhappy. Like you're, There's no room for all these wonderful things to come in. Uh, and when we let go of that which does not serve us, we are creating so much space to welcome in all the new wonderful things that we want. So the law of vacuum backs up the fact that alcohol, releasing alcohol creates space. And anyone who has drunk consistently over a long period of time We'll look back or you can, if, if that's you listening now, like look back over your time and your experience with alcohol and you'll probably notice that alcohol, the more you drink it, takes up a bigger and bigger space. It starts off when you're, you know, a teenager, just having a couple of ciders when you go to, to the pub um, and then at university it might ramp up quite a bit and then when you leave university it ramps up a little bit more and then perhaps a little bit more. And then when like really stressful things happen, like lockdown, it might ramp up a little bit more. And it goes from being something that you never think about and you just have a cider when you're with your friends to being something that is a really, really big part of your life. It takes over your evenings. It means that you're not necessarily reading 
books that you might be interested in or you're not really watching the tv with any concentration so you're not watching any documentaries or anything particularly interested in you just got it on and you're mindlessly scrolling on your phone you know how often do you um not go out and socialize with people just because you're tired you're feeling um triggered you're having a bad day and you just want to go home and sit and numb out in front of the tv alcohol is taking out up a huge amount of space in your life if if that story kind of uh, resonates with you now i'm not saying it necessarily does but i'm just putting it out there i think it will resonate with a lot of people So how did I discover all of these things about alcohol? Well, I obviously discovered them through my own trial and error, my own life experiences. Um, And at the time, I think I probably, I felt quite like guilty about drinking alcohol and quite bad about it. Um, But now I look back and I'm like, everything happens for a reason. I was supposed to have all of those experiences to get me exactly where I am now so that I can do the job that I do to coach people and help them raise their vibrations by letting go of alcohol like this was a part of my life's journey and now I'm really grateful for it so when I was 25 I had just well I hadn't just finished uni I'd been out of uni for about three years I'd been teaching in London I'd had such an amazing time at university I loved it so so much And when I finished university, I was loving my job, actually, even though it was quite stressful. Being a new teacher is quite stressful. There's lots to learn and lots of lots of things to to kind of consider in your day. It's very busy and you kind of feel like you're chasing your tail all the time. But I did I did really like my work. Um, But I'd kind of I'd got this social brainwashing around alcohol is like a really grown-up thing to do it's something that you can do at the end of the day to relax and I also had a part of me who remembered drinking at university and I didn't I didn't I wasn't really ready to let university go I, I was so sad it was over I grieved university as if it was like a dead friend which sounds like really morbid but it was just, oh, I just loved it. And I was just absolutely mortified when it was finished. Um, so I spent the next three years, whilst I was enjoying my job, basically lamenting that university was over and coming home from work and having wine pretty much every evening after work. Um, and at this point, I hadn't really made the connection that alcohol lowers your vibrations or in fact gave you a hangover. I convinced myself I didn't get hangovers and um, yeah, I was just like, no, I'm fine. So I would often, I mean, I would feel hungover, but I was in denial about it. So I just thought, oh, I'm just tired or, you know, life's just stressful. Life's just a bit depressing or, you know, that's just really worrying me. I just feel really inordinately hungry today and need to eat two bacon sandwiches for breakfast, etc, etc. I mean, denial, denial, denial. Um, Anyway, I did get to the point eventually where I was absolutely sick of my behaviour. I was feeling so crappy and I was just sick of it. And I did eventually kind of put my foot down and say, right, I'm not doing this anymore. And I, having read um, an excellent book um, called Easy Way to Give Up Drinking by Alan Carr, I decided to go to the London um, workshop, which is like a day workshop where they just kind of talk to you and basically reason with you and reframe alcohol for you. 
Um, and I just thought, oh, I'm just going to go and see what they can do to help change my mind about alcohol. Because I knew really that I wanted to stop, but I still had a lot of beliefs around alcohol that made me want to cling on to it. So it's what you call cognitive dissonance. So I just, my, my brain wasn't in agreement with itself. Anyway, I went on this course and it was amazing. And I gave up drinking so easily. And the year that unfolded, the year and a half that unfolded after that was, I can only describe as absolutely magical. I stepped into being this happy, high vibe version of myself who literally enjoyed every second of her day. I loved getting up for work at the beginning of the week on a Monday morning. I got an amazing job in Dubai. I created the life of my dreams around me. I mean, I wouldn't want that life now, but at that time in my life, it was the life of my dreams. And I was just loving it. And the crazy thing is, is that I did eventually go back to drinking. And if I could go back now to that version of myself uh, when I was 25 and when I was like loving life, and if I was to tell her that I eventually went back to drinking, I think she would have sobbed her heart out and cried herself to sleep and been like, why? Why would you do that? Because I felt like a magical spell had been cast over me and everything was magical because I'd given up drinking. So why did I go back to it? Basically, two reasons. I think number one would be what's known as the fading effect bias. So fading effect bias is just that basically, however awful something is, when you give it up for long enough, um, your kind, your brain only really remembers the good bits about it and the bad bits kind of fade away a bit. So you kind of get this skew-whiffy memory of what that thing was like and you sort of convince yourself like oh it wasn't that bad and I wasn't that bad and um yeah you know I can uh, maybe I'll just try having some drinks and um you know if I don't like it I can just go back to being sober because I've been doing this for like a year and a half so I'm good I can do this um so there was that going on there there's obviously social brainwashing going on there because how I'd managed to suddenly think there was any benefit to drinking at all is just actually bonkers. But I mean, I was living in Dubai, which despite the fact that it's an Islamic country and drinking is haram, <laughs> drinking alcohol is haram, which means forbidden in Arabic, um, there's a huge amount of drinking that goes on there amongst the expats. And drinking is very glamorized in Dubai. Like, you know, you go to brunch on a on a, what used to be a Friday and there'd be trays of champagne. It would just be so glamorous to go and get drunk all day and carry on into the evening. And of course, I'd met somebody and he was drinking and I kind of wanted to join in with him. So I started drinking again um, and I did drink um, with him um, for the rest of our relationship. Now, my drinking wasn't quite the same. I'd drink at the weekends. We drank far too much at the weekends. We'd, we'd drink too much at brunch, as do all the expats. Um, but we didn't really drink so much in the week. So I felt like, yeah, my drinking's kind of under control. But the silly thing is, is even though, I'd say under control with inverted commas, even though that was the case, I knew in my heart of heart at the time that I didn't feel as high vibe. I remember watching, um, uh, was it LA Inc with Kat Von D um, with my ex and I didn't really know much about her but I said to him when I was watching, I was like, 
I feel like she doesn't drink and she hadn't mentioned in the episode at all that she didn't drink he was like how can you tell I was like I don't I can just tell like she's just I can tell from she's just really high vibe she just seems really happy I can just tell she doesn't drink and I did miss that feeling that feeling of being so grounded so like connected to your inner wisdom um and I, I didn't have the words for it at the time. I didn't call it being spiritual or being connected to your inner voice of wisdom. But I just miss that feeling so much. And I did have the odd moment where I did feel sad that I didn't have that in my life anymore. And I did almost try and stop drinking again. But by the by that time, it was just harder for me to do because everyone had except everyone knew that I'd started drinking again. And it just felt like I had resistance around me um you know around my boyfriend around my friends were like oh no no you know you you drink now it's fine just chill out I don't know what you're worrying about you know just drink so I carried on I mean I'm not blaming anyone other than you know it was my choice um but I let that be an excuse I let that I kind of just got sucked into it um and then I did eventually stop again uh, after we had broken up um three years later um I did eventually stop again because I was like a bit heartbroken life wasn't feeling so good and I had you know started drinking again in the week a bit more and I was like you know what last time I didn't drink life was pure magic let me stop however this time I stopped I was like why has it not worked why has the magical spell not worked I still feel awful um I feel really anxious all the time. I hate my life, etc., etc. I did stick to it for like 10 months. Um, but I mean, to be honest, I didn't realise at the time I had uh, an anxiety disorder. I was so anxious. And I just had to do so much healing and I needed to do so much work on myself. And I just wasn't self-aware enough to see it. And I just, I was also having a bit of a pity party just about, everything in my life so I was being my own worst enemy but I mean eventually I went back to drinking because I was miserable and I was surrounded by lots of lovely people who all drank and went to brunch every weekend and they were like hey why are you sitting in your flat on your own like come to brunch come and have a drink so I went back to drinking and carried on drinking for quite a while and then I but when I say carried on drinking for quite a while I did put a lot of um a lot of boundaries around my drinking. So I did eventually, not straight away, but I did eventually sign up with a personal trainer and I got really, really into exercise, which I still am to this day. I absolutely love exercise. It is such an amazing way to raise your vibrations and I love it. Um, but when I, yeah, so when I first started in my exercise journey, that really helped with my boundaries around alcohol because I'll go to the gym and see my personal trainer or go to Barry's Bootcamp or go to CrossFit pretty much every evening after work. So once I'd been all healthy in the gym and come home, had my bath, had my dinner, um, I didn't want to drink. I just, you know, was feeling super healthy and just went to sleep. Um, And I would just drink at the weekends um, when I went to Rock Bottom Karaoke. Anyone who has lived in Dubai, you will know Rock Bottom Karaoke and you will be either chuckling to yourself or you will be just doing a little sigh of like when are they going to put it back on come on covid rules um fyi when it does come back on i will be using my last skywards miles to fly back to dubai and have a little sing song love it anyway i um i did obviously alcohol free um i did uh used to drink at rock bottom karaoke on a friday or if i went to a brunch but you know 
those kinds of events, you're not just having one, you're drinking more than you should, you're waking up feeling hungover, you're waking up feeling low vibe. And it wasn't until we went into lockdown that I just, along with many other people, just went, oh my God, the world's actually ending. I'm going to be stuck in my flat on my own. I can't do anything. There's only two things that I am able to do. Number one is drink alcohol. And then number two, I had a kettlebell and I was like, I'm going to work out in my apartment. I, um, I had a personal trainer who's now one of my best friends, Sophia, um, and she uh, did me an online program. So those two things were like a massive part of what I focused on in lockdown, obviously, as well as my job that I was doing online. Um, but I was drinking uh, alcohol like basically every night in lockdown, along with many other people because I was so anxious and I didn't really know how to process what was going on. And I was just like, if there's ever a situation when I could just drink and not worry about it, this is it. So I kind of gave myself permission to do that. I did know in the back of my mind when I did that, that I was kind of on the road to stopping again. So I was like, well, obviously I can't continue to do this forever. So I'm going to let myself go for a bit. And, uh, and then I will, I also have, I'm going to have to stop when we come out of lockdown. I'm not suggesting for a second that anyone gives themselves permission to drink unlimited alcohol for like three months because, you know, there's a risk in that. And I was taking a risk doing that towards my health. But that is what I did. I mean, ultimately, it did end up giving me really bad IBS and it's taken me probably a year to heal that. So alcohol is not good for your gut bacteria. Um, But I did eventually then have once once we come out of lockdown in Dubai I did then say to myself right I really think I need to stop drinking and I had like two months I think of not drinking and then I went back to it again and then the moment when I really realized right that is it I don't want to do this anymore was the moment when I really, for the first time, properly made that clear link in my mind between alcohol and manifestation and spirituality. Now, I said that no other spiritual person overtly talks about alcohol. That's not entirely true. Um, Shaman Jurek does, but I'd still say it's not his main message, but he does overtly, he does very explicitly talk about the effect that alcohol has on your vibrations. And Shaman Jurek, I was reading his book, Spirit Hacking, in the November of 2020. And there is a chapter on alcohol. And he said that alcohol lowers your vibrations so much that you actually invite, um, what's it, spiritual parasites into your energetic field. And I read it and I was like, yeah, I actually do feel haunted when I'm hungover. Like that. And yeah, so he explained that to great length. He also explained that alcohol is a matrix trick and the matrix he describes as you know, the, the web of darkness uh, and fear that kind of controls us and uh, makes us feel that we have to behave in a certain way. And uh, yeah, the, 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 the structure of society that makes us feel like we have to conform and that we're powerless and etc. I'm, I'm not explaining it, obviously, as well as he does. So Shaman Jurek, if you're listening, number one, oh my God, you're listening to my podcast. Amazing. Number two, I know you could explain it better than me. Um, but it was that moment when I listened, when I read that chapter in the book, when I was like, why am I drinking? I, I know in my heart, in my gut, that this is the truth. And I've known it for a long time. I've just not 
consciously let myself realise it properly. And from that moment on, I was actually drinking a gin and tonic at the time. And uh, I was just like, right, that's it. I'm, I, I was at my parents' house. I'd come back to see them in November. And I was like, right, from the 27th of November, which was the date that I flew back to Dubai, I was like, that's it. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I have never had a drink since. So ever since that day, I basically been building my coaching business everything just became so clear to me from that moment on. I mean, I did have loads of coaching. Um, I did, I've learned so much um, more about manifestation. I've literally just been on this lovely, exciting, interesting path of learning and discovery. Um, and now it's it's all come together Um and it all comes through my coaching business where I coach people one-to-one, I run workshops, I run group coaching and I support people with, with, and I don't like it when people say giving up alcohol, I don't support people giving up alcohol, I support people with letting go of alcohol so that they can raise their vibrations and so they can increase their manifestation power so that they can build the life of their dreams so they can feel high vibe every day feel that lovely like warm fuzzy feeling in your stomach when you wake up in the morning that's what I support people with um so I really approach uh sober sober journeys with an abundance mindset so you're welcoming in you know the law of vacuum you've let go of such a massive toxic influence in your life there's so much room to welcome in so much magic you've basically created what Lacey Phillips calls situational magnetism by saying no to alcohol and and, and setting a boundary with it um so yeah, it's just been an amazing journey and I just feel so privileged now to have my own business and to coach people with this. So thank you so much for listening to my first ever podcast. I will be with you every week from this day forth discussing alcohol vibrations manifestations with many people that I will be interviewing over the next weeks, months, years. And I would love to have you on this journey with me. So stay tuned, uh, keep following, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. If you'd like to know more about my one-to-one coaching, workshops, or group coaching programs, then please check out my website, at www.coachingbyannika.co.uk and follow me on Instagram at coachingbyannika. Thanks for sharing this high vibe space with me today. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.